Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard, award-winning broadcaster, narrator, and author of the Jessica Ramirez Thrillers. Brought to you by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network and by Ramirez and Clark Publishers. Presenting Terry Shepard's latest Jessica Ramirez adventure, Chasing the Captain. Available in print, digital, and audiobook everywhere. Boyd and Beth Morrison are every mother's dream children. Each developed their gifts into rewarding careers. They grew up to be best friends. And now they have mixed two very different skill sets to create a book that this observer believes will be one of the year's most fascinating reads. With The Lawless Land, the Morrisons have mixed medieval drama with the modern day mystery thriller sensibilities Boyd is famous for. He's a New York Times bestselling author an engineer by training, and a Jeopardy! contestant by brilliance. She is an expert art historian and senior creator of manuscripts at the J. Paul Getty Museum in Los Angeles. When they joined me on the eve of the launch of The Lawless Land, it became instantly clear that a new iconic literary partnership had come to pass. Here are Boyd and Beth Morrison, in their own words, on Authors on the Air. At the beginning of the story, our excommunicated knight, Gerard Fox, is on a mission to try to recover his lands and his good name. And while he is on a lonely road in southeastern England, he comes across a noblewoman named Lady Isabel, who is fleeing her brutal uh, fiancé. And he comes to her rescue, and together they decide to start traveling together because she he finds out that she's in possession of a priceless object that her fiance and a, a a cardinal a very ambitious cardinal who has designs on this object and who happens to be the cardinal who uh, was responsible for his excommunication and so that's why they have joined forces and their, their goal is to try to get this object to safety, but it means that they have to flee across war-torn Europe in a post-pandemic um, environment. And so they run into all kinds of problems uh, while they're doing that. And, um, and then the story goes from there. Uh, well, of course, from my perspective, he, got, he forgot to mention the very important medieval manuscript that plays a role in the book. <laughs> Yes, of course. We, uh, with Beth's expertise, we couldn't not include a manuscript in the story. You know, Boyd and I went to a very good high school um, in Kansas City, and um, the wife of the principal was bored after their kids left for college, and she had been an art history major at Smith. And she said, can I teach? And because it was a private school, she didn't have to have, you know, the teaching credential and everything. So he said, sure. And so she offered an art history class, which I thought sounded interesting. I was 15 years old. And we started with cave paintings and we got to the Middle Ages and I was done. I was sold and I thought this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I was very lucky to find my calling very early. I talked to her pretty much daily about the story. And if and it's great because if I have writer's block, I just call up and and say, hey, I can't figure out how to make this chapter work. What what can we do? And especially because I don't know the the time period nearly as well as Beth, that's a, the thing that can stop me a lot of times. I, I don't know what what a 
medieval castle, how, how it would be laid out or a, what kind of clothes are they wearing and, and how would two people like our characters travel together in that time period because uh, a man and a woman traveling is, is a real issue at that time. <clears throat> so we really had to spend a lot of time making that viable and making it make sense in the context of the story. And I think the fun part was then introducing the bits that then became part of the plot that were really fun. Like Boyd was using the example of at this time period, an unmarried man and woman would just not travel together. So that's when we came up that one of their things is that they have to pretend to be married. And then we could put in fun plot elements based on that. A lot of people ask us in a very uh, measured way, they say, oh, so what was it like writing with your sister? As if we're about to tell them all these horror stories. And it was really easy. I, we, we've gotten along all our lives and, and we're best friends and, and we hang out a lot. She, Beth has actually edited all my previous books. And so she knows my writing style very well. She is very good at editing and, and picking things apart and, and helping fix plots and things. And so working together was very, a very smooth process. Yeah, and I'd say the thing that that is great about the two of us is that we've known each other for so long and we trust each other implicitly. So when something comes up where I'm like, nope, that's just not working for me, Boyd is like, okay, let's fix it. And the same for him. So that even though we have disagreements maybe going into it, we really have the sense of the other person has very viable contributions and that helps a lot. We wanted to make them both really strong characters with strong viewpoints. And one thing we really talked about a lot was making them understandable for a contemporary audience, um, because many historical thrillers like this have, say, a time traveler who goes back to the 14th century so that you can relate to their viewpoint. But what we talked about was for Gerard and Isabel that they are a bit like people out of time. They're, they're more advanced in their thinking than a lot of the people in this time period. And they just happen to find each other. L very lucky that they did because they both um, are much more progressive than, than the very feudal kind of viewpoints that most people had in this time period. And so I think we, we did that because we wanted readers now to connect with them more but it also gave them both very strong viewpoints that they could you know for example in the in what beth just talked about they could argue their their different viewpoints in that and they're also very smart um so part of what they do throughout the story is they come up with very clever plans to try to get out of whatever situation they're in and so we wanted them both to contribute equally and and Isabel saves Fox just as much or maybe more than Fox saves Isabel. And so we really wanted to make them very formidable characters that matched up well. And I think that's also what helps them bond together over the course of the story is that they recognize a kindred spirit in the other. So while the um, audience, modern day readers, as Boyd said, can relate to them, they also understand why those two characters come together and, and form a strong bond. The other thing that we haven't talked about was that Beth and I went 
to a lot of the locations that we feature in the book. And what's exciting about that is, even though this book takes place 670 years ago, almost all the major locations in our book still exist today, and you can go visit them as a tourist. And they're really not changed too much from the 14th century. So that's that's another reason that we were excited about doing the story. It really is a genre that basically originated in the Middle Ages. So we're going back to the source, as it were. And um, I think one of the things that inspired both of us was my stories over the years um, that Boyd has heard of manuscripts that we actually have in our collection or manuscripts that I've studied as part of my academic work. Uh, for instance, we have this um, uh, manuscript about a knight named Julien de Trazegny in the collection. And, you know, he, he vows to go on an adventure and he travels to Egypt and he has all of these like really incredible adventures, including jousts and being chased and pirate scenes and all of this kind of thing. And so we're actually just really more hearkening back to the original source of what we think of today as thrillers. But I don't think most people know that. And, you know, there are, because our Gerard Fox is a knight errant, that's a trope that is still popular today. I mean, Lee Child has often said that he based Jack Reacher on the the trope of the knight errant in the Middle Ages. Um, the the spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood are absolutely a knight errant coming in and saving the day and then leaving. Um, the Mandalorian is a knight errant. And so this is the same kind of story that that has been going on. And so what we just wanted to do is go back to the uh, the origins of it, because we did, we together, Beth and I thought, well, we haven't really seen a modern story set in the the original Middle Ages about a knight errant. And we said, can we do that and and make it just as exciting as those contemporary stories? And so that's that's why we decided to to create Gerard Fox. I have to say that one of our favorite parts about the whole um, thing was a recent experience that we had where we felt that we should get a lot more uh, first-hand knowledge about doing some of these things. So Boyd and I took jousting lessons. Yeah, we were all day out at a ranch in California and we learned how to throw a spear from a horse. We learned mounted archery. And we spent probably half the day learning all the skills that go along with jousting. So we did the 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 ring, what's that called, Beth? Where where the ring spearing where you put the lance through a ring. Beth was excellent at that. I was terrible. I'm bouncing up and down with my lance and I couldn't hit it at all. And then we practiced with the quintain, which is how knights in in the Middle Ages would have practiced when before the tournament. And then we actually did very, very slow jousting where we had a helmet on and, and a lance and the other person had a shield. And we actually rode down and hit, hit the, somebody with a shield, it, our instructor. We didn't, we didn't go against each other. Um, and it was a blast. And that was not by choice. We wanted to, but they wouldn't let us. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think just to echo Beth, we wanted to bring back a sense of adventure and excitement to, to a historical thriller. A lot of the 
stories we've seen lately, as Beth said, have been gritty and grim and dark and just awful. And, and we didn't want to gloss over that in the story. There's certainly a lot of that in the book, but at the end of the day, we wanted it to be an, an exciting story that, that anybody could read. That from any, if you had it in your family, the teenagers could read it, your, your grandparents could read it and really just enjoy it. Um, and that's just something we haven't seen lately. So we kind of went in a different direction with the book. The Lawless Land from Boyd and Beth Morrison, available wherever books are sold. I'm Terry Shepard for Authors on the Air, and I'll see you in the next chapter. Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Check out Chasing the Captain, the newest Jessica Ramirez thriller from Terry Shepard, available in print, digital, and audiobook. I'm Lisa Davis. Join Terry in the next chapter for Authors on the Air.